Fidela, it's so good to have you on my podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Today, we're going to speak about pronunciation, and you're an expert on pronunciation. Could you please introduce yourself to our audience? Sure, yeah. So again, I'm Della. I'm Della Martin. I live in Maryland in the United States. I am an English language teacher specializing in pronunciation, and I have a master's degree in teaching English to speakers of other languages. I have taught in public schools. I've taught little kids, you know, four-year-olds up to people who are 80 years old in community organizations, and I've taught in private language schools. So, yeah. Why are you so passionate about pronunciation? I mostly and primarily work with adults who are non-native speakers of English who want to develop native-like fluency. Their career and the quality of their social life literally depends on how well they speak English, because most of them are immigrants, and how well they can articulate their ideas in English. So I care about pronunciation because it helps me build better relationships with people. But I'm curious about your story. Why do you care and why are you passionate about teaching specifically pronunciation? You know, I started by having a book club for English learners because I love to read. And I was like, I want, you know, my students to just delve into authentic texts. Mm -hmm. Like, let's put away all those graded readers. Let's get into like the New York Times bestselling books. Let's get into, you know, young adult fiction and science fiction. And what I realized was it was a pretty tough task for them. What would happen is they would read at home and then they would come and then, you know, we'd focus on a short passage and they would read a word and when they would get to a word that they didn't know, like they were saying it in their head and they were saying it in their head the wrong way. Yes. And so that was when I realized like, okay, you know, the sound system of English, the vowels, there's a lot more in English than in some other languages. How did you know that they were saying these words incorrectly in their head? Did you get them to read out loud? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we would all read a certain passage and we come to class and I would have that quote up there and then I would have them read it. And I would, and they would tell me, they would tell me like, I don't know what this word is. And then when I said it, they were like, oh, I know that word. <laughs> <laughs> so I realized like, okay, we need to go back to basics. We need to go back to helping people make sense of the English sound system, because honestly, the way that it's taught in schools, is not helpful. It's not helpful. No, I'm thinking that it's so important to read out loud. That's honestly, that's my favorite exercise. And I do it all the time. But those people who don't do it and who read silently, they don't even know that they're reading words incorrectly. And many people don't see the connection between reading and good pronunciation because they read mm -hmm. silently to themselves. They understand everything they're reading. They know what the words mean, the words that they see, not the words that they hear. <laughs> and because they never get this feedback or because they never get to read anything out loud, they don't even know that they're mispronouncing some words or that they have some pronunciation problems. Yeah, you know the connection between reading and speak and, and speaking, you know, as we all are born, we all learn how to speak. We all pick up speech from our families. Reading is something that we have to be taught, that we have to, to have exposure to. And the process of learning how to read is mirrored as, is very similar to the process of learning how to speak. So there's a connection there. There's a connection there. Some of the processes in the brain that you use are very similar. I usually give people this advice. If you're not a native speaker and you love reading and you think you're going to be expanding your vocabulary by reading more, that's actually the reason why people read. They think they're going to learn a lot more words from books. But I always give them one piece of advice. If you enjoy reading or if you're reading anything, read at least one paragraph out loud, at least every other day. And have someone listen to it. Some people are more self-aware. And even when they read it out loud and there's no one else in the room, they themselves can hear that something just doesn't make sense. It's, it's either difficult or they don't know how to pronounce the words, as you said, or they stumble upon words or whatever they're hearing simply doesn't make sense. But receiving feedback from someone else is even more valuable. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. You could go and you could study 
phonics. You can study, you know, the international phonetic alphabet on your own. But you do need to hear people speaking. You do need to try out these sounds. You do need to get feedback on whether the sounds that you're making are correct. You do need to build up that skill. Many people resist reading out loud. They have a lot of resistance for this exercise because like, what do you want from me? Do you want me to prove that I can read? Like, I'm not five. I can read. They don't see the reason to read out loud. When you had people read some quotes out loud or a passage out loud, did you ever see that resistance in people to read out loud? You know, I, I think I saw it mostly in younger people and like teenagers that I've worked with, not so much in adults. I think the adults who are goal getters, who are motivated, they want to take their language to the next level. They want to keep improving. Maybe it could be just like the community that I live in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like a different kind of community, but I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that resistance so too much to reading out loud. I mean, I think if I do see a resistance, I think it comes from like a place of intimidation. People feel self-conscious. People feel like if they make a mistake, you know, people are going to laugh at me or they're going to think that I'm stupid. And so because of that, they're like, I'm not even going to try, I think. Maybe I didn't explain myself well enough, but I would Mm -hmm. like to show you a different perspective. What I actually mean is that when people come to you because they want to learn English and you tell them, let's read out loud, they think it's not serious. They think it's such an easy exercise. Like, no, let's do conditionals. Let, let's do phrasal verbs. Let's do idioms. Let's do something serious. I'm not five mm. anymore. Well, why do we need to read out loud? I can read. That's what I'm talking about. I think I've seen a lot of resistance mm. coming from this place. Let's do something challenging because why read? I, can, I already can read. <laughs> but let me tell you a story. I remember myself in primary school, I think in fourth grade, yeah, we we had to do speed reading tests. Basically, I'm not sure if you do this in the US, but we had to read out loud as fast as we could for one minute, and they counted the number of words we could read. So you had to prove that you're a fluent reader, and they counted the number of words you could read out loud for a minute. Just words. No, no, you read a text, they give you a book, okay. and you have to read, and then you have to be fast. The more you read during that minute, the better, the higher score you're going to get. I remember sitting there and I was very aware of the time limit. So I started reading as fast as I could. And I remember this feeling so vividly. I finished reading. They told me your time is up. Great results. And I sat there and I had no idea what I just read. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had to actually, and this was in my first language, my first language. And I was a kid and I remember this very clearly. So I had to look at this passage one more time and read it silently to myself to understand what it was that I read. I Yeah. So I mean, when people start reading out loud, the same thing happens. They start reading out loud in English mm-hmm. and they get to realize that they don't understand what they're reading. That does happen. I, yeah, what good readers do, they don't speed read. When I was a primary school teacher, our reading tests were very different. You know, there was not times like that for, for English children learning English, you know, or English speaking children practicing their reading skills. We It was not like that. It was just kind of like a different, different culture. But I do agree, like that is a terrible way <laughs> to take in information. Yeah, you're not taking in information. That is why it is so important to know how words are pronounced so that you know what it means and you can make meaning of it. Exactly. When you read out loud, not only you need to understand what you're reading, but people who are listening need to understand what it is that you're reading. Yeah. That's why pronunciation, stress, rhythm, pitch matter. When people start reading out loud, they realize that nobody understands what they're saying. And I tell them, look, reading out loud is no different from doing a YouTube video and and reading from a teleprompter. It's Mm -hmm. no different. It's prepared speech. You have to read. (laughs) Even movies, if we think about actors who perform in the movies that we all love, what they do is they read their lines. 
-hmm. Yeah, they're reading from memory. We don't see them read from a piece of paper, but they're reading. That's why reading is such a powerful exercise, especially reading out loud, because it prepares you to speak better. You're learning how to make meaning out of words so mm -hmm. that other people can hear the meaning and not only the words. Yeah. And that's why pronunciation matters so much. When yeah. people read with poor pronunciation, that's a problem. Let's yeah. talk about this. Yeah, sure. Where is the line between accent and poor pronunciation? Yeah. So everyone has an accent. I have an accent, Me you know, <laughs> and I think, you know, accent gets a bad rap because people are kind of like, oh, that's a bad accent or that accent's all wrong. And it's not about right or wrong. It just is, you know, and I think accent is just about wherever you are. If the people who you are surrounded with speak a specific way, and maybe you and another group of people who you're around speak a different way based on the sounds of your first language. You know, that's what makes an accent. It's, it, it just, it's what's, it's how the way you speak differs from the community that you're in. Okay. You know, that's so, how people kind of think about accents sometimes. When people hear an accent, they know you're not local. Is that what you yes. mean? That's the first yes. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, okay, they must have grown up someplace else or they must have, you know, must speak something else. The question then you're asking is about pronunciation and accent. What's the difference between, or where's the line between accent and poor pronunciation? A lot of so, non-native speakers don't really get the difference. They think it's just my yeah. accent, but it's in fact poor pronunciation that must be corrected and improved. Poor pronunciation is whenever there's a breakdown in understanding. Um, whenever you're talking to a person and you say a phrase or you say something and they have to ask you, excuse me, or they have to clarify, they don't understand what you're saying. It was not clear to them. So that is where I find kind of the difference. Like everybody has an accent. Everybody has a different way of speaking based on where they grew up. A problem is when people don't understand you. Let me ask you a question. You represent the American culture. How honest would Americans be? Let's say if I go to the U.S., uh -huh. and I speak with a terrible accent and I make a lot of pronunciation mistakes. How honest would you be and how patient would you be with me if I tried to explain something to you? How, how honest would you be with like, I'm not sure what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So like how- It really depends on people. Me as a teacher, I've developed a patience, right? I'm the most patient person ever. Other people might not be so. It really depends. Like there are some people out there who are absolute assholes. <laughs> you know, I can tell, I, you know, I, my first language is Russian and our culture is very different from yeah. the American culture. Meaning in America, you say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. Yeah. Right. And here, if there's something wrong, you will know about it. <laughs> like mm -hmm. We say everything up front. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Major difference, you know, if we're very straightforward, like people who speak the Russian language from birth, it's just in the culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why the experience that I have had is that American people are too nice. You oh, just, yeah, in my experience, American people have a lot of patience until they don't. <laughs> until they don't, until they don't. If, you, yeah. if you're taking too long, they'll just walk away, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've seen it. Like I've seen it. I mean, it, it for me as a as a patient person, it and and I really like I am a people pleaser. <laughs> it hurts my heart, you know. But that's just me. I do, I do see that people lose patience with you, you know. But trust me, I have also seen a lot of Americans who live here in, in Moscow and St. Petersburg and who do their best to learn the Russian language. And it's a very difficult language. Mm. And Russian people have no patience for them. Like I have seen so many situations when Americans tried to explain something in, Ru in Russian, like get a train ticket, how I need to get to this place. And they would get like, what? What? Just say it, say it clearly. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. um, and straightforward, very straightforward. But I think the reason is that the Russian language is spoken in the post-Soviet countries and there are no accents. I grew up in Kazakhstan. It's 
a very large country, the ninth largest country in the world. There is mm-hmm. Russia, which is huge. There is Kazakhstan. There is Ukraine. There is Belarus, and we all speak the same Russian. So Americans mm-hmm. are simply more tolerant to accents, and we have no accents. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's an interesting linguistic phenomenon. Mm-hmm. But if you went to a Russian school, you speak the same Russian. Nobody can tell where I'm from. Hmm. We don't have accents. That is that's actually quite fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because uh, I used to live in Germany and people from the north of Germany don't understand people from the south of Germany. Yeah. Yeah. They're huge. They're different, very different. That makes a lot of sense because, you know, a lot of times people ask, you know, like, you know, this thing, am I saying it correctly? Am I saying it correctly? And I'm like, well, if you're in the South, that's correct. And if you're in <laughs> New York, that's correct. If you say it that way, and if you're on the East Coast, that's correct. And if you're in California, and I, I have a hard time sometimes saying that's wrong. Like, because there could be multiple ways to say something. And we have a know? very clear sense of standard. Like the standard has been ingrained in us mm-hmm. since school. You know, that's the standard. Yeah, it's a bit more, it's a bit more relaxed. Like I, you know, one of the words that I want to bring up is the word barrier, 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 like a a border, a barrier, right? Uh, Oh, okay. A barrier, like a language barrier. Yeah. Like a language barrier. So I would say the word barrier, but if you look it up on, you know, the dictionary, you could also say barrier. So half of the people in the U.S. might say barrier and half the people might say barrier. Maybe the word marry, marry like a person's name, yeah. right? Marry like Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, is there another Mary? Mary, Mary. But like some people say Mary, some people say Mari. Oh, really? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh. Half of the people... <laughs> would say it one way and it's like it's not wrong so a lot of times when I'll look up how how things are supposed to be written in like the dictionary I'm like well I don't say it that way I used to work with a Scottish guy and he would always say give me some tame meaning give me some Mm, tame tame. Mm. (laughs) yeah so but like you know certain words I think especially it's there's no some people say it this way some people say it that way well well, these would be the examples of different accents yeah what would be the examples of poor pronunciation poor pronunciation slows down comprehension as you said vowel confusion yes Uh, that's a common one vowel confusion so like when i work with spanish speakers i feel like they have five main vowel sounds and i think in in english we have like 12 to 15 including maybe some diphthongs that are in there in russian we have six yes oh six. six So you rely on, you know, one of those six target sounds to fill in lots of little slots. (laughs) And we do not have long and short vowels. Oh, again, Mm -hmm. exactly. That's why it's it's difficult. But I agree with you that it's so worth it to invest in your vowels. I like saying that you want to work on one thing that changes many things. And if you improve your vowels, it will improve everything about how you speak English and how people hear you. Um, Do you also recommend that people start with vowels rather than with consonants when you start working with them? I think the vowels are more problematic. I think the vowels are the most problematic just because there are so many and I, and it, it does require a bit of mouth work. (laughs) Yes. A lot of mouth work. Um, You know, like I, I, this is my smile. Like I do this. (laughs) <laughs> because we're doing a video people can see us but this is what yeah. I, tell my, I tell my students all the time when I speak English I have to open my mouth a lot wider yes. I have to drop my jaw a lot lower because when I speak my first language my lips are barely moving yeah. I don't need to yeah and I, I tell them you know have have some water with you and have some chapstick because we're going <laughs> to be doing some work <laughs> exactly so like you know to form the vowels it's about your jaw right it's about your jaw how 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 it drops you know how open it is how closed it is it's about your lips how wide they are do they round you know it's about your tongue right where is it in your mouth is it up high you know is it down low is it touching your teeth is it pulled back 
you know? So those are all the things, those are all the mouth gymnastics that you need to build awareness of in mm-hmm. order to just get those English sounds, get the English sound system. I would say that the vowels are kind of most important, right? Um, but then we also got the consonants. <laughs> then we have some problematic consonants. And I think something that, that's also really tricky is the consonant clusters, right? Yeah. So when we have like two or more consonants together, some words have four. I don't know if there's anything more than four. Four consonants, one after the other. For the most part, you have to say each and every one of those sounds. You have to. Is NG considered to be a cluster? No. That's that's a sound. Ing. Ing. Mm. Mm. And what, what do you mean when you say a cluster? Stripe. The word stripe. Oh, S- like stripe, where you have to say every single Stripe. Stripe. Oh, I see what you mean. It's not like when four letters make one sound. It's like when they, when they, they usually are at the beginning of the word. I think they can be at the ending of words. Um, like burst burst Burst, right r-s-t burst Mm -hmm. that can be tricky because a lot of times when you're trying to make one of the sounds something drops or you put a vowel in between it and that's a mispronunciation it was very difficult for me to learn to say the word hangers when i was 18 i went to the united states for the first time and i worked as a housekeeper at a golf resort Okay. We had an American supervisor who made so much fun of me. It was embarrassing. I was like, what do I do with the hangers? And she was like, hangers, hangers, hangers. hangers. And I couldn't, I genuinely couldn't understand what mm-hmm. I was doing wrong. I would yeah. say hangers you know, instead mm-hmm. of hangers. Yeah. That mm, was so uh-huh. difficult for me. And, uh. you know, the story just demonstrates that the amount of feedback I received was insane from her mm-hmm. she was frustrated with me but it didn't help <laughs> no no <laughs> nobody explained to me how i could correct my pronunciation i respect people who teach phonetics and i respect the, the idea that we have to learn every single sound and that courses on phonetics can help people but i work with people who already can speak mm-hmm. they can speak english they can explain themselves they don't need to learn the letters they don't need to learn the phonics they need to understand how to correct their mistakes they have some patterns and they have been carrying these patterns for years and they've been repeating their mistakes for years many of them are not aware of their mistakes they think they just have an accent and they don't know how to correct them You can learn phonetics all day long. You can listen to the correct pronunciation on YouTube all day long, but it doesn't help. That's my point. Because people listen to it, but they can't repeat. Of course, she told me hangers correctly Mm -hmm. a million times, but I couldn't repeat after her. I just couldn't. But if she explained to me what I was doing in my mouth incorrectly and what I should have done in my mouth correctly, I would have learned that word faster. It took me a few Mm -hmm. years to master that one word. Yeah. That's that ah sound, hangers. Yeah, so I couldn't, I would say ng, you know, instead of uh uh So I'm trying to make the point, but that's my opinion, that if you struggle with correct pronunciation, if you want to improve your pronunciation, learning every separate sound is useful only to a certain extent. It makes little sense to listen to correct pronunciation as much as possible. Yeah, because it's, pronunciation is in the brain pronunciation is in the brain it's not in the mouth it is about building that muscle memory you know it is about building that awareness of the sounds It's about being able to differentiate that sound from other sounds it's it's brain work so it's not just repeat after me repeat after me repeat after me you repeat it exactly the way you always do it yeah you repeat the mistake because people listen to correct English yeah. all the time. They watch yeah. movies, they listen to the radio, maybe they live in the United States. They have access to correct pronunciation. You go to YouTube, you have access to correct pronunciation, but people can't repeat. Mm-hmm. You so, need to have that feedback, whether it's, you know, kind of, you know, heartbreaking, <laughs> you know, from that person that you work with, the coworker, or whether it's from a supportive environment or someone being like, let me help you show you what you need to do with you know your mouth positioning where should your tongue be 
you know, let's practice a list of other words that are similar. Let me hear it. Let you hear that difference of what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Let you be able to hear those differences. Let you develop the ear. Exactly. You need to develop your ear. It sounds simple and obvious, but to be honest, I myself started working on my vowels only two years ago. I started yeah. consciously working on my vowels when I received feedback from my American coach mm-hmm. who said, I want you to sound more consistent because half of your vowels are correct and half of them are not correct. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, oh, and I didn't even know that I had to look into vowels. Even when she gave me that feedback with hangers, I didn't even know that I could fix it, that there was something yeah. I could do. I didn't know that I could do some mouth work. I just didn't mm-hmm. know. It didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. But I see that it's if you want to correct your pronunciation, you need to do speech therapy. Mm-hmm. it is a bit of you know, it is, really yeah. like what what are these people called speech pathologists, speech pathologists yeah I yeah think that can be most helpful mm-hmm. for people who are struggling with pronunciation because listening to correct pronunciation you can do it all day long it doesn't really help if you're not no. able to repeat but understanding what you're doing wrong in your mouth and fixing that in your mouth this mm-hmm. is something that can help you improve really fast yeah yeah I agree and I, you know, I think the problem too is like I, when I'm teaching, when I'm teaching, I don't like to use the word long and short vowels. I think it's very confusing. How do you um, name that? I, I, I just, I will literally go to the E as in beat and just say the word. I will also let people know that spelling is not going to help you because English <sighs> is not a phonetic language. We do not say everything at is as it is written and that is another like huge problem that people have is that they go oh like the s makes the sound all the time no it doesn't <laughs> but but for some reason this is how we teach kids english you know reading skills we teach them this makes the this sound you know a only says that sound and yeah. it's not the case and that's also the reason why we have a literacy problem because it's confusing <laughs> and we're not being told like, you know, the A letter can make lots of other sounds too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. What common mistakes can you hear s- students make? What sounds or vowels do people mostly struggle with? And of course, depending mm-hmm. on their first language, they're going to struggle with different things. Yeah. But what do you see are the major problems so I have a list of words here that I've seen. Right here, I have the word lacking, lacking. that, And I think that's something that came up before. That ah sound as in cat, cat right? And some I've, I've heard people say like. So like if you don't have that ah sound in your language, it might be, you know, liking enough food for the winter, you know? Yeah, instead or of lacking or lacking a short oh, a lacking instead of lacking yeah yeah so it's hard for me to make these mistakes because this is my first language you know but it's something that I've heard and then re- like the e sound in English instead of I've heard like really really I've heard really mm. you know really 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 instead of really right so that's where you're it's that e sound where your your lips are kind of like really like almost your jaw is almost closed and your lips are, are really kind of like a smile right and then your tongue is really forward. Really, really really right what's the first thought that you have when somebody says really do you feel stuck or like are you trying to process what they say when somebody says really yeah really Mm -hmm. I mean it also it depends on the on the sentence but I think yeah I think that my like when I hear a sentence and I don't hear the sounds of English that I'm expecting I go wait what Mm -hmm. what are they saying like I the whole sentence I'm like I I have to like can you say that again I I I don't understand sometimes let me check if I'm hearing Mm -hmm. you correctly so if a person makes a mistake in one word you might lose the whole sentence yeah 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 but I know I've looked at other examples and I've gotten stuck (laughs) on wait what were they trying to say (laughs) and I've kind of missed the rest (laughs) you know 
I did a lot of public talks and I can tell mm. from experience that even if a speaker is very pre prepared, but if they make basic pronunciation mistakes, it's super difficult to listen to them for an extended period of time. If somebody delivers a 45 minute keynote presentation, mm -hmm. they say the instead of the, mm -hmm. <laughs> or yeah. they say luck instead of lack. Mm -hmm. It's super difficult to follow them, mm -hmm. even though yeah. they they might be saying something super important, something innovative, but you just can't get it. And you get tired of listening to them after the first five minutes. Yeah. And yeah. I want more people to, to hear this message because the people I work with, they want to give public talks at international mm -hmm. conferences. They want to get English speaking clients, but then you need to learn how to solve it. the problems that your English yeah. Clients are going to have. You need to listen to them. You need to understand them. You need to explain things to them. You need to sell to them. And people need to be comfortable listening to you. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, longer than a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if it's something that you really want to work on, is being heard, yeah. um, then this then you need to work on your pronunciation, Just being understood, mm -hmm. being understood and heard. Is that what mm -hmm. you? Yeah. Just, just today I heard this quote, someone said, communication is not what you intend, it's what's heard. Mm -hmm. I think that drives the point home. Yeah, yeah. You can totally. think, oh, but that's what I wanted to say. Like, it doesn't matter anymore because people didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can we look at some real footage? Yeah, let's try it. <laughs> of how people talk. These are my students. Let's listen to some fragments of the meetings that I had with students. And let me know what you hear. What would you recommend this person does? And what mistakes can you hear? Can we do that? Okay. Yeah. I may say something. Uh, after uh, watching the videos, I was uh, expecting a very uh, structured methodology. And by this a web webinar by this zoom meeting i thought that i was totally right and i was feeling more secure and i was feeling more optimistic that i will use the method and uh, progress okay so the first thing is the word after after i heard after after right <laughs> Let's find this word. Let's try to listen to it uh -huh. again. Where did she say that? After uh, watching the videos. Yeah. So that word, I'm hearing more of like awe. So that's the back vowel. She's saying awe in, instead of the ah sound. And to make that ah sound, your jaw is like forced open. The widest it could be. Ah, ah, like you see tongue, <laughs> the tongue is forward and your lips are tense. Let, ah. me, try. Let me try after. Is that correct? You could go bigger. <laughs> after? Yes. After. Yes. The, the, the vowel is the same as in the word black or cat. Yes. So your mouth is big. It's probably the biggest. And after. your tongue is in the front and your lips are tense. They're not loose. But your tongue ah. is relaxed. Is that right? Um, ah. Your tongue is, is ah. Relaxed. Not doing much ah, but it's in the front. Ah. And so you should, you should see tongue. You should see the tongue. You should see tongue. Ah. Well, but that's, that's, you know, that's an exaggeration, but ah. ah. And the way she said it was more ah, like ah. olive, right? Her tongue came back. Ah. Like in the word olive or job. Is that right? Uh huh. Ah, after ah, or awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So your tongue is back for all mm -hmm. those. Yeah. After. That's after. Yeah. <laughs> I'm practicing too. And then I think also in terms of consonants, the word methodology, meth methodology. I heard that. I heard methodology methodology let's talk about it because a lot of people 
think it's not important, mm-hmm. not critical. A lot of English learners, I mean, how critical yeah. are you? Like, does it immediately stop you? Like, what, what, is you, what did you say? Or is it okay? I think it's in, I think it's important if you want to come across a certain way, if you want to feel more confident, if you don't want people to be like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Then I think it's important to get that, that TH sound in English. In, in American she, English. She made this mistake in two words, methodology or method. And I think. Ah, uh, yes. I was in Yeah, I think. Right? But let's, mm-hmm. let's find I think one more time. This mm-hmm. web, webinar by this Zoom meeting, I thought that I was totally right. And I thought. Taught. Yeah, I taught. Uh-huh. So that's that s- sound, right? So that's your, your tongue is forward. Touching your your top front teeth. Thought. What's your first reaction as somebody on the other end, as somebody who's listening? I taught. I I would I would I might be confused. What were you teaching? Ah. That taught, you know, were you teaching something in the past tense? Was feeling more secure, and I was feeling more optimistic that I will use the method and progress in my flaws so she said thought not think yeah 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 Mm -hmm. and I hear she said progress when she meant progress because it's a progress Uh uh-huh yeah Mm -hmm. um progress 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 is a noun progress Mm -hmm. exactly so depending on where you put the stress it, it changes it so yeah does it also slow down comprehension when yes I think yes definitely and I because you know the listener is trying to understand the meaning and then they start focusing on wait what was that word it's for me teaching helping people with their pronunciation is about helping them build confidence you know to get up on these stages to volunteer to speak in meetings to use English for what they need in their life to succeed if you want to show up in the world with confidence and with being how awesome you are it's something that's worthwhile if it's something that you want to do if it's important to you for me it's important because it helps me build relationships mm-hmm. i don't want people to struggle i don't want them to go like what what did you say after yeah. you know every five seconds yeah. <laughs> i i would not want that i worked in the office once mm-hmm. in my life and I used to have a boss and he mm-hmm. taught me one important lesson he said all people fall into two categories people who make your life easier or people who make your life harder so yeah. <laughs> be in the second category I don't want people to struggle understanding me when I explain something to them something mm-hmm. that matters to both of us mm-hmm. I don't want yeah. to take their time <laughs> I have another story a very good story that can mm-hmm. try the point In 2014, I went to um, Luanda. That's the capital of Angola. My American friends uh, worked on an oil rig there and they lived on an American compound. And they had people, local people, who would take them to work every day, who would drive them to work every day. I didn't know, honestly. (laughs) The official language language of Angola is Portuguese. Yes. Felt super helpless when I I came there. I couldn't communicate with anyone. Nobody spoke English. Mm-hmm. And I don't speak Portuguese. One morning we got in the, in the car because a driver came to pick my friend up and to take them to work. And I was, you know, off somewhere else. But we were in the same car. And my friend goes like, Oh, let, let's go with John. He speaks okay English. That's why he picked that driver. Let's go with John. He speaks mm-hmm. okay. And I asked him, what is okay English? And mm-hmm. he said there for a second, he told me, well, it's when he gives you words, but it's your job to make a sentence out of these words. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like brain work. Yes. So, yeah. And that's what, that was his definition of okay English. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they, they were just giving him words and he was trying to figure out what these words mean. So I guess I don't want to speak like John. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to give people a job to make meaning out of the words that I said. I want to deliver yeah. meaning. Yeah. English. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hear you. 
that was that must have been a culture shock yes it was, it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was fun yeah it's awesome let's, let's listen to another example okay i was not sure because when i was reading it and was trying to keep the rhythm the stress shifted yes and that's why i was not sure so what is the correct pronunciation and i checked it and so those words i internalized them mm-hmm. ah okay so here i heard the word ridding is used instead of reading reading oh, let's listen again right? how did you say the word reading let's listen to it one more time I was not sure because when I was reading it, that was too short, reading it instead of reading it. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So with this one, so the jaw is mostly closed, the tongue is forward, and then the lips are tense. E. Let me try reading. Yeah. So it's closer and it's very tense. Reading. E. E. And it's longer. It's you say it longer. You have you have to kind of stretch out that e. <laughs> reading. I think reading. The, it's challenging to connect such a long word with the mm-hmm. next word, which is very short. It. I was reading, reading it. it. Am I doing it correctly? As I was reading it, stretch it out some more. As I was reading it. Yeah, reading it. Even As I was reading it. As I was reading it. Is that yeah. better? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What else did you hear in this? So the word in internalize. What was the internalize? Let's listen again. So those words, I internalized them. Yeah. So internalize. Internalize. It does mis- sound like an antenna. Antenna. Antenna, right? Inter internalize internalize so it seems like there's a dropped consonant internalize but that's also the wrong vowel inter ah and te that f f f sound as in bet yes is there instead of the er (laughs) and er can we put a finger on the mistake is the mistake that she used the wrong vowel she said internalized instead of internalized or is the mistake that she dropped the r i think the first mistake is the switch up of the vowel <laughs> that is that eh sound and she wants to kind of make an er sound that's a center vowel that could be a schwa <laughs> almost and an r inter internalized let me let me try am i doing this correctly internal and internalize yes internalize so that one there's just the tongue is in the center of your mouth it's not forward and it's there's not much going on with your lips it's more relaxed you know internalize the way i feel it this vowel is happening right in the middle of your mouth your Mm -hmm. lips are not moving let me say a few other words where I can hear this. Yeah. Purple, t-shirt, bird, courage. So there's a complexity here. It's the okay. R. It's the it's the R. Uh-huh. Internalize. So the R is also important. It's like the the complexity is the adding the R to it. She seems to have dropped it mm-hmm. <laughs> in that sentence and I think that's why it's it's both she uses the wrong vowel sound and then she drops the r and to make this word you need to make that r sound and the r sound is another whole bag of yeah. words. when I said these words did I make a mistake in bird purple courage no because your r is there oh um, I see now. okay I see your point your now. r is there mm-hmm. so it just, it turns into a different word. Inten, antenalize, antenalize. Let's listen to it one more time. There was one more word after reading. When I was reading it and was trying to keep the rhythm. What did she say here? 
Is it the word rhythm? The rhythm. Keep the rhythm. That's what she said here. Let's listen one more time. When I was reading it and was trying to keep the rhythm. Hmm. Kip. Did you, did you hear that? Kip? Kip. Yeah. Keep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's that. E, it's, it's the same E, right? Keep, 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 mm-hmm. right? Eh. <laughs> you don't really see my eh. eh. Yeah, like eh. English, English. The lips mm-hmm. are not moving. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like maybe in her first language that eh is probably very popular. <laughs> it's like the, the go-to. We yeah. have only one E, and that's uh-huh. E. It's, uh-huh. it's something in between. Okay. Her, first, her first language is also Russian, and it's our e is something in between between mm-hmm. keep. Yeah, so that's that's what happens. I think is a lot of times you know you take your your first language's vowel systems, mm-hmm. and then you just try and place it into first. all the words. <laughs> you do it because that's first. what you know. That's all you know. That's familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Did she say the word rhythm correctly? Rhythm. Rhythm. Let's listen one more time. Because the first time I showed you this video, you said you didn't understand what she said at all. Mm-hmm. When I was reading it and was trying to keep the rhythm. I think what might have happened in that case was that I got stuck on another word mm-hmm. and I was trying to figure out the whole meaning of the sentence. I got stuck because she inserted a word that she, and then she switched. Mm. And I was trying to understand, like, wait, book, 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 shift. And I was trying to understand, like, where the sentence was, the whole meaning of it. Yeah, she wanted to say move, then she moved, changed moved. her mind, and she said shift. Mm-hmm. And she lost you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, all in all, she sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I sometimes make mistakes in my speech. <laughs> as well so I'm not trying to what's the word she sounds like she's doing a really good job and that there's always things that we can work on Mm -hmm. especially those vowels you know yeah we're trying to define the difference between pronunciation mistakes and accent yeah would you encourage her to work on her e key definitely Mm -hmm. definitely just being able to kind of expand her understanding of those front vowels to help her make those sounds more clearer yeah yeah great and let's listen to one more piece mm-hmm. let's listen to a man what can you hear when this person speaks i have another option another flat near here and we are sleeping in another another place okay um near is near and what mistake did he make it's that same e sound e and then near and then i'm i'm telling you these r's are tricky <laughs> near near am near. i doing it correctly now near yeah so you know it's it's like you're you do the e yeah. sound and then you have to move into the er sound yeah i i, I when i'm looking at myself right now i see that my lips are stretching and then they're coming to uh-huh. the it's like near. an R, it's not a, it's like an R colored vowel, near. Yeah. <laughs> near. Near. Because that. Oh, you, you move your lips closer to the center. Like you near. Near. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can isolate and you can focus on the, you know, E, I, you know, ah, ah, all those sounds. But it's really about getting the muscle memory to make your mouth shift from sound to sound yes and that's the most difficult part yeah so it's yeah so that's why like you can go and like go ah ah, ah," you know you can do all that you know back vowels center vowels front vowels but it's that combining the different sounds together because you know language is random language is not what is that word it's it's the word and i'm losing my words that means spontaneous 
Spontaneous, yes. My favorite word. That's my favorite <laughs> word. I want to be clear when I am spontaneous in English. Yeah. He, he said near here. Do we uh -huh. have two identical sounds in these words? Near here. Near here. Near here. Near yeah, here. Yeah, he said, near I, have a, I have another, I have a friend near here. Near here. Is this the here. same vowel in the word here? Near here. Sometimes when I get stuck, I go to the dictionary and I look up, I go dictionary.com and I look up what the phonetics of it says to see what they say. That's like, that's like, they're like, oh, this is how it should be. But as we know, in American English, it can kind of be, you know, all over the place. Let's do Here. it. Let's yeah. Dictionary.com. I like the Cambridge dictionary, but we can. Ah. Isn't it, isn't it British English? <laughs> it shows you both. Okay, good. British and American. Here we've got, we've got that R colored vowel. Well, here. we can go to how did you say dictionary.com? Yeah, we can go to dictionary.com and see if this mm -hmm. dictionary offers a different pronunciation. Yeah, here, here, here. So they have it here. with a schwa, a schwa, and here, here. it's just here. Mm -hmm. So is this a long vowel or is do we need to stretch our lips here here here, here. i wouldn't say i would just i think it's very similar to near here let's check near mm -hmm. yeah i think it's exactly you see it's yeah it looks yeah. exactly the same near here near which tells me these words need to sound the same Mm -hmm. near here near here does it sound correct when i'm saying that near here yes. near here yeah near here they're the same it's the same vowel the yeah same near here near here mm -hmm. i think this person said slipping instead of sleeping did you hear that too oh. let's listen one more time yeah i have another option another flat near here and we are sleeping in another another place flipping uh-huh does he also need to work on e sleeping yes so that's definitely that same vowel that e sleeping sl sleeping, sleeping. i want to i remember repeating what he said i think i might have made the mistake too let's listen mm. <laughs> so you're, you're sleeping in another place and you spent yeah. i made the same mistake yeah sleep, I said sleeping where mm -hmm. i should have said sleeping mm -hmm. yeah because it again with meaning right slip is to fall <laughs> yes <laughs> you know and you're like oh where did you fall? where did you slip just so like tripping things. right tripping yeah. slipping exactly yeah. that's falling and I think what, it's psychologically challenging because you need to spend so much time on one syllable. Mm -hmm. It's not what a lot of people do in their first language. I think it's just mm -hmm. psychologically challenging that you have to spend so much time there. But then I think if you're practicing it, you build up the awareness, then it kind of becomes second nature and you don't have to go back to it. Like when I've worked with students, once I've shown them like, hey, listen out for this, listen at how this is different from that sound you know, then they've gotten it. And I've seen them, you know, like get it right away, you know, get it pretty quickly once they realize the differences in the sounds. That's the whole point of practice. Mm -hmm. you, you want to build enough muscle memory and enough self-awareness so that mm -hmm. it becomes second nature and you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. You to speak correctly. How long mm -hmm. does it take for people to unlearn those unhealthy pronunciation patterns and learn to speak better to correct their pronunciation in your experience how long can that take i think it depends on motivation so i know you, you talk about how you have some people who are like i don't really want to read a lot what's the point i know how to read it takes motivation and it takes like giving it a try and it takes putting yourself out there um making those speeches and doing it actually speaking to people in the real world I've seen it once people kind of practice it and once they build awareness of it, I've seen them make changes like right away. Right you know? away. Yeah. Once you're, once you like, once it clicks, you know, one of my students is 
a member in my church mm-hmm. and she has to get up and read Bible verses, you know, every week or not every week. She does it like, you know, once a month or something. But when she has to get up, like that was something that was kind of nerve wracking for her. Mm-hmm. Um, we would meet weekly and I would tell her like you have to get those final consonant sounds you have to make sure that you're pronouncing the past endings you know walked like she was just missing those and yeah. I saw what's her first language Spanish oh I see mm-hmm. yeah Spanish speaker and so I saw her make those changes every week and build more confidence and speaking in front of a church Maybe I'm a slow learner. I can tell from my own experience, I started mm-hmm. consciously practicing my vowels about a year mm-hmm. and a half ago yeah. or two years ago. And I quickly got the differences. I could yeah. hear the differences. I got that quickly, but I would repeat what I knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thinking about like where you are, she's been you know, in the US for many years, surrounded by English, speaking English you know, comfortably. But, you know, with her, you know, pronunciation errors that she makes. So it also depends on like a lot of other factors. Of course. Yeah. But but I'm just, I just want to share my story so that people don't get discouraged so that they know that other scenarios are also possible. Sure. Uh, I noticed a clear improvement a year later when Mm -hmm. I listened to my own podcast when I listened to my older YouTube videos that's when it clicked oh I've been practicing all this time and then I was able to hear the difference mm-hmm. this is when I was like oh it's working <laughs> yeah, yeah because the difference was huge yeah and I used the color vowel chart yeah. because it really helped me associate every vowel with color that was very helpful but I I just kept practicing until yeah. I heard the difference and it took me about a year now I I still make mistakes you can see mm-hmm. like slipping or something but I can hear those very quickly mm-hmm. and I correct myself there's still a lot of work to do but it's so much better than two years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah for everybody it's different mm-hmm. you know of course but it's not like you can learn all the vowels and change overnight no (laughs) the challenge is not that you have to learn them I think you can learn them very quickly the challenge you have to unlearn your habit yeah yeah and that's the most difficult part this is what takes the longest Mm -hmm. Mm. you've been listening to me speak would you give me feedback on my vowels is there anything I need to work on again you're putting me on the spot <laughs> because I've li- I, I I you know I am there has nothing that you have said to me that has stopped me from being like what I haven't heard anything and you know you're you're an English teacher you've been teaching for many many years you're very experienced there's nothing that stopped me okay thank you I'm, yeah. I'm always for feedback yeah 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 all right. Usually when I go to the US, you know, the feedback that I get coming back to what you said at the beginning of this episode, you said, when a person has an accent, you hear that they're not from here. Yeah, that's what you, you understand immediately. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people tell me when I go to the US, they tell me, you sound like you went to some kind of private school with a bunch of international kids. Mm. It's a very interesting accent. I can't place it geographically, but yeah. You Someone who went to a private school with a bunch of international kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah could be. <laughs> <laughs> they can't mm-hmm. place it, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't place it. Okay. And have to have to get to know you and ask you more questions. <laughs> yeah. What would you recommend people do if they want to start working on improving their vowels? You know, no man is an island. You cannot do this alone. You need to build up this awareness for these sounds. You need to talk to other people and get feedback on on the sounds that you're producing and get help from people who are more familiar with the sounds of English. And you need to get out there and like try it and and make the mistakes. You know, I think like don't be afraid of being perfect you don't have to sound like me you you have to sound like you (laughs) 
but just making sure that you're being clear and like if someone is like you know like what <laughs> what did you say not to get discouraged and know yeah. that it is it is pop- like this is one of the, I think like pronunciation I, I really love that it's an area in which you can make changes in this you can do something about your pronunciation errors it's not hopeless it is possible to change this you know you can train your your brain you can train the muscles in your face to make these sounds it's possible and I like that you're saying that it's very important to not get discouraged when people don't understand you yeah they're simply the people you have to be very grateful at least that's my attitude thank you for telling me what I should work on (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super excited that you're gonna teach a group in our community yeah. the community members are going to get very specific feedback on their vowels and their pronunciation I'm looking forward to it yeah 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 me too mm-hmm. all right thank you so much for this conversation it's been insightful <laughs> inspiring I really enjoyed it mm-hmm. I'm, I am enjoying it so much that yeah. I'm not keeping track of time is there anything you would like to say or is there anything else we should say you know it was a wonderful conversation so I just want to thank you (laughs) thank you for being here thank you for being on the show and for taking your time to have this conversation with me Mm -hmm. I look forward to our work together and if somebody has a question for me or for Della please leave your question in the comments we'll do our best to answer them answer is that correct yeah answer (laughs) I heard it right (laughs) okay (laughs) okay thank you so much Della bye Bye. Bye.